with your hosts, Sebastian Martinez and Eric Pajowski. Welcome, everyone, to the S-Tier Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Martinez. With me, as always, is Eric Pajowski. It is spooky Halloween time. As I take off my mask, I just shock the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, it was, it's been fun, this whole spooky tier podcast thing. We went to Statesville Friday. Yes, we did. Uh, with my nephew and one of his friends. Like, I was, I freaking loved it. It, it was different from last time I went. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like, I wasn't scared. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> That's how I was. I was like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so much fun that we actually finally got to go to something. Uh, it was a very fun experience. This is their last time, as we brought up. And it is probably, I've heard rumor on their Facebook page from... People that went that they might be moving Statesville. Actually, that might be the last time it was at the farm. It might be um, at it might be at Joliet Prison next year. Okay. I don't know. I'm taking it with a with a big ass mound of salt. Cause like that was the thing about like that got me. I'm like, huh, don't give me hope like that. What? What? <laughs> like I was just like amazed that someone would actually say that. Like, Ugh. but it was fun. Very very fun. The the entertainers during the line, scaring the shit out of everyone. You know, got to meet, got to see some of them. Some of them were familiar to me. Uh, Sharky, who I follow on Instagram, Haunted Youth on Instagram. She's awesome. She's very cool to follow. Uh, she also does cosplays at C2E2. She did some at Wizard World. All the ones that are here, like, uh, I think what, Anime Con or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, Katsu Con, probably. I'm not sure. But she does a lot of great cosplays. Uh, she actually, there was one that was very, not risque, but, you know, kind of. Uh, it was the Halloween skin version of Mercy from Overwatch. And I'm like, wow, that, that must have been some time. Like, it was very, very cool. Uh, the other person that was in the uh, entertainment part of the, uh, the line and all that was Stephanie Masco from Face Off. She was this, like, what, what would you say, like a jack-o'-lantern kid kind of thing. More like somebody like carved it out of someone's human skull. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like a skull kid kind of thing. Yeah, it was so yeah. cre- it was creepy. I'm like, uh. <laughs> but she was very good at it. Like she's a very good uh, effects artist. I'm surprised. I'm I wonder if did she win one of the ones or did she was she like a runner up? I don't know. I didn't really watch it, but I know the people that were in it. Yeah, I, I follow a few of them, too. Like, Rich Kozar, who is another Chicago native, he does a lot of stuff for Six Flags. Like, they go to him. And he's been to several cons. Like, he legit, like, makes people up during the con, and they walk around. Like, he, he did an awesome Beast cosplay for someone. It was amazing. But, yeah, this Statesville was great. My nephew talking shit throughout the whole line. <laughs> I swear we were going to get kicked out. Oh, God, he is a shit-talking kid. <laughs> Byron, who we've had on the show, yeah, he was talking shit the whole time, looking at the chainsaw-wielding maniac, who I think is one of the owners also. He goes, you ain't scary, bro, you ain't scary. Gets in, fucking falling and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
trying to act all tough, but when he gets in there, he's a little puss. Oh God, exactly. I was like, I, it was it was great having Rico there. He goes, "Hey, look at this, look at this!" And someone scared the fuck out of that Byron. Had him falling. Because he, he can distract him. Like oh, that. that was fucking perfect. <laughs> Oh, it was such a great experience. Like, I was like a kid in the candy shop because I'm so desensitized. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that was one thing the chick said to us. Like, oh, yeah, you guys said you're going to get your pants scared off? I'm like, shit, I'm desensitized. I watch horror movies on the daily. <laughs> this is like a normal routine for me. This is like normal yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know all the horror things. I watched the, the hardest thing that, that scared the shit out of me movie-wise was Sallow. <laughs> You think Statesville Haunted Prison is going to scare me? <laughs> I'm going to be entertained, if anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. It was great, though. It's very fun. I do recommend people go to it as long as it's open. I think it's open till the 6th of November now. Like, they've, ah. been, they've been making money. We'll watch them mess with us and be like, oh, yeah, that was the final fear, but we're back. And then it'd be just like every fucking horror sequel. <laughs> They reboot it. It's in Joliet prison. <laughs> Whole ass tier of just monsters. <laughs> That'd be I pretty swear, great. If they do that. They better put new monsters in there. That would that they need that. Like I didn't see. A, there's a lot of ones that they promote and they're not even in there anymore because they've been phased out and whatnot. It's so cool. You know, like the whole thing. Just you know, when we got into that pen, I was just like. I love that line. <laughs> but it was fun. Like it was that whole ride back was just tiring. Like I as soon you know, as soon as I dropped you off, I was like, Yeah, I'm going back. I went back. I went straight to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it took it took a couple smokes, like two or three to get me to bed. Damn. <laughs> me, I was just like <sighs> just knocked the fuck out. It was great though. I loved it. It was I definitely recommend it. I can't wait to see what else is next. I think they're just going to keep Hell's Gate open until they probably reboot the whole Statesville thing. But they got to keep Maybe. some of these characters. The one character I was looking forward to seeing was Fluffy because, like, that's my mom's favorite one. <laughs> that's the one that chased the shit out of my cousin last yeah. time we went. And he wasn't there the day we went. He was there yesterday, though. I was like, damn it. I was so mad. <laughs> Oh man, it was it was great though. I definitely it's I, I'm gonna miss that place. It is so bittersweet that it's gonna be over with. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Uh before we get into more stuff, because we do have a full show, let's get to what you can do for the S tier podcast. Yes. Follow the S tier podcast at Facebook.com slash S tier podcast, Twitter at S tier podcast one, Instagram at S underscore store underscore tier podcast. Damn. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, we do post a lot of different things on all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just fucked up our Facebook thing, but it's right there in the annotations. So yeah, look in the understore. Yeah. The understore. And this will be available Wednesday. Listen to the S tier podcast Wednesdays on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And Facebook will take you straight to Anchor. Thank God. Thank you for everyone that's been listening so far. This has been a great spooktober. This is going to be great to see everything going on. We got some more stuff 
Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with this. We got a couple of reviews to talk mm-hmm. about. First thing we're going to talk about, though, the most anticipated s- album right now, besides Welcome to Horrorwood, Horizons by Starset. From Twitch, we got... Tw- uh, oh, yeah, that's right. My dad got a Twitch. He said shark. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been watching all the Sharknados. He's going to be watching number four tonight. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, real quick, we're going to do the review for Horizons by Starset. I I was taken aback a little bit by this one. It was It's much more cinematic than... Uh, than the last three albums, it's it feels much more like they're going for an actual story that you really have to listen to with this, and it's it ends very, very ominously with something this something wicked this way comes. It's a very good album, like it 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 threw me for a loop. I'm like, damn, where's the heavy stuff? And like, it does get heavy, but not as heavy as Welcome to Horrorwood, but that's that's a given because it's star set. Like I think. I think Dustin is really trying to practice his voice out, like try to get it to where it's damn near perfect. And I definitely recommend it. Definitely. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 comment. Shark. <laughs> Shark. He had me watch the first one too on Saturday. <laughs> but you've heard, you heard it when we were driving, uh, driving to Statesville. Horizons, yeah, it was it was good. It's we it was weird, but it's catchy. Some of the songs are very catchy. Yeah, I still can't like listen to Star Set if I'm like tired and driving. Yeah, so I'm I'm like shocked that you were listening to Star Set. Yeah, you know the first time I listened to it was when after I was watching Dune, which is on HBO Max. I I listened to it because it, it it hadn't even came out yet. Cownado, oh my god. <laughs> it hadn't been <laughs> He's getting as good in the <laughs> It's probably it'll probably be better than Sharknado. Let's all face the facts there. And you know the Cownado thing is a reference to Sharknado three, I think. Gilbert Godfrey yeah, goes, It's I a Cownado! I wouldn't know because I, <laughs> I, I don't watch bad movies. <laughs> Uh, the the thing the thing with uh, Horizons, I listened to it before it actually came out. Like someone had put all the songs from YouTube because they had released them on YouTube. They put it all in one stream, and that's how you were able to listen to it. And then I think it was like eleven oh five or something like that. Then they then it finally was released, and I was like, okay, I'll listen to it now. And it's it's very good. And it does elevate Dune because I was just like I was just fresh off of Dune and I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh my god, I see the whole movie with this soundtrack. <laughs> like that's why I'm like peeved off that like they didn't collab with the movie. Yeah, that would be you know someone's gonna definitely do like some FMV stuff. Like I've seen, I sent you the one that they did, uh, "Hip to Be Scared" with American Psycho, mm-hmm. and it was damn near perfect. <laughs> Like they had everything for it, like perfectly. Um, it was. It's definitely one. It elevated Dune very much, and I definitely recommend it to anyone. Star sets fucking great. Yeah. 
And if you have restless nights, you can listen to them too and like yeah. fall asleep to some of their music. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm saying oh, yeah. that is a good thing. Oh yeah, it's 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 music that really will make you like. That shit will actually make you astral project probably. <laughs> like that's how elevating it is. Like I actually saw someone say that about like uh, like that they would just go to sleep to like ZSJL, and I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie to go to sleep to. <laughs> It's a very fun movie to go to sleep to. Have some wild ass dreams with it. But yeah, it's I definitely recommend it. I think since we brought up Dune, I gotta tell you, man. Now my dad gave it a six out of ten. I had to give it a nine out of ten. It was beautiful. The comment came in from Twitch. I see Eric did his eyebrows again. What? You never do my eyebrows. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> Are you just jealous because I have German eyebrows? <laughs> we are getting trolled hard on Twitch now. <laughs> That's okay. I like to troll trolls. <laughs> well, all right. Let's get to the review of Dune. Dune was... Oh, my God. I, I said it when we were in the car. It was so well shot. Everything was just beautiful. The story was very, very amazing. I couldn't believe how amazing it was. Hold on one minute. I'm going to send a link to someone so they can see the stream. Let's see. Twitch. I don't even know what the thing for Twitch is. Hold on. It's going to sound so goofy. But the whole thing about it, like, the story was so intact when it came to adapting it. Like, it was so intact. Like, Denis Villeneuve knows how to shoot a movie. Like, it was just so freaking beautiful how he made it. And pig eyebrows, really? Oh, my. Um... <laughs> What the hell? All right, so, so you're saying I have more eyebrows than you? Uh oh. <laughs> Dune, he said Dune sucked. He gave it a six out of ten. Let's be honest. He said it was okay, but I loved it. It was very. They kept the story well intact. I like. I read the books. I watched Quinn's ideas when it came to like refreshing. I watched the movies. I like. I grew up with the sci-fi one. This beats the shit out of both of them. Like I gave, I give it a nine out of ten because it's not over yet. Like there's a part two coming. I think there might be a part three. Who knows? But this whole thing was freaking amazing. And there was a vision sequence that was it was so great seeing because it's like a glimpse to Dune Messiah, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. It, everyone was very good. Jason Momoa was a bad motherfucker in it. Like, I was just shocked that it was so well done. <laughs> like, I was expecting it to be like, all right, it's only two hours long. They're going to get to this part, and that's it. But everything was just cinematically beautiful. Like, the sandworms were fucking amazing. But, you know, so I gave it a 9 out of 10. It's it's amazing. I, I do recommend it. you got to see it, man. It's But I also say this, because I saw it on HBO Max twice. I'm going to watch it, like, four more times. <laughs> but... For anyone listening, go see Dune in IMAX. It's pro. It's most definitely massive in scope on on that big ass screen. But man, it was 
so well done. I can't say enough about it. What was the comment? Nope, dummy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he said he can't hear you. He blocked you. What the hell? <laughs> Such a child. <laughs> he is. So... What the hell? All right, let me see. Where can I get a freaking share thing? I'm trying to send this. Hold on. All right, let's see. Well, man, we got Jason Momoa stunk. He kicked ass. <laughs> what the hell? All right, so did you see Chucky? Uh, I saw the two episodes, yeah. Yeah, episode two, man. Okay, so we're now to Chucky. It's I loved this episode, how sinister it was. To do a Halloween episode in October is freaking perfect. <laughs> The fact that the whole idea of this show is very, very good. I love the fact that he is really leading Jake on as this, I'm your friend. I'm here to kill the people that hurt your feelings. And he's showing that these people really don't give a shit about him. I'm like, and I think I, I, I really did nail it. I think it's going to be a kill a, a kill a week. <laughs> It really is, and honestly, I'm, I'm, I hope it's gonna be more seasons than just like three or just two. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see how they would do it as a whole thing, where it's like, like two seasons here, a movie; two more seasons, a movie; two more seasons, a movie. Like you know, just like back and forth back and forth like yeah, i think that would be great here's the thing if they do that they have to bring the characters from the seasons into the movies yeah that's one thing that they're trying to do they're trying to uh i think what they have both characters from child's play 2 they're going to be in it uh fiona duraf is in it jennifer tilly's in it just gotta see who survives this yeah. season to you know really show how many there's going with but chucky well, we know the we know the kid's going to survive. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a theory, and I actually agree with it. I feel like he is really leading him on as this... He's going to probably like put Glenn in that body. Something something like that. Or else like turn him into the next Chucky without being or, Chucky. Or, just hear me out. Like, at the end of the season, right... <clears throat> Good night. Good night, girl. What the hell? <laughs> and at the end of the season, uh, it doesn't go as well. The plan doesn't go good for Chucky, so he kills the kid, right? And in the next season, he finds another kid. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. That'd be freaking sinister. Let me see. I'm trying to get to where I can send this. Who you sending it to, your girlfriend? What? <laughs> no, I'm sending it to uh, one of the people that we were supposed to actually have on, uh, Jessica. We were going to have her on for the Mass Effect thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, she's going live now. She's going to be playing Dead by Daylight. Not Dead by Daylight. Uh, Back for Blood. I was going to say. <laughs> like, she's playing Black Back for Blood and whatnot. I'm trying to find where I can put the code in. Ah, fuck it. I'll just go twitch. I think twitch.tv or something like that. Thing is that right? Hold on. Why am I doing that from here? I can just do. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. 
But I. Uh, let's see. Hold on. How does she have it? I can't even do it from this. I I I hate Twitch when it comes to sharing shit. <laughs> Twitch. Let's see. Uh, trying to do it. Ah, we're gonna. Let's see. Well, Chucky. Well, Chucky's episode two. I'm so off of this thing. Chucky episode two is so well done. Like I, I'm surprised at what they went with. The first, the kill for this episode was just wild. Just push. That that was one thing that got me. I'm like, everyone knows to put knives in blade first of the dishwasher. This dumb lady had to stick it up. And I'm like, oh, you finna die. Push. <laughs> and that cop that said the excuse for it, I was like, no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> like no one does that. <laughs> like that was the silliest thing. Um, I'm really not liking the character Lexi, especially after she made fun of Jake's father in front of him. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this bitch gonna die. <laughs> yeah, but she's gonna die in like the late season. I think she might. I think they might like confront Chucky, and he ends up like just plucking everyone off one at a time. That makes so much sense to do. It's it it was such a good episode. Like the fact that he's talking to the little girl. Like, like the the greatest line the line of the episode was definitely what he said, where he said like, uh, he goes, as I've always said, killing is a is a family past. I forget how he said it, and I have the freaking line. I'm trying to find the thing. Where's it at? Let's see. My mommy said swearing's bad. <laughs> your I'm starting not to like that bitch. <laughs> he was like, your mom is ending up higher on my list. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that shit. Oh my god, it was such a good episode. I can't wait to see what else is next. Like Episode 3 and 4, they said, is going to be wild. And I've been glued to it since episode 1. I can't wait to see what happens. So definitely a, ten, a 9 out of 10 for me because... You know, there were some things I'm like, oh, they should have killed Lexi off in this, too. <laughs> well, honestly, the third episode, I think they're going to kill one of the kids, for sure. Yeah. Because they already killed, like, two adults and... No, three adults, actually. Right? No, the, he only maimed one of them with the uh, apple. He ma oh, okay. He gave gave the lady the razor blade apple. <laughs> she was just like, I hold that kid responsible. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not know that? The, the, the real messed up thing about this was uh, we get to see what Charles Lee Ray was like as a kid. Mm -hmm. He has the razor blade in the apple. He sees mm -hmm. it. Still bites down on it. I'm like, you're a little sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> you need an ass weapon. What the hell? <laughs> like that, that was. I'm, I'm waiting for like when they show him like killing his mother in the like past. Oh yeah, like I already saw a thing. They're like, don't do this. Don't show the background of Charles Lee Ray. I'm like, they've been showing the background for a long time. Stop it. Right. Like that was a great thing about Curse. You understood what how he got caught in Child's Play one, and yeah. why he's after Nika and her family. Yeah, and that's the one thing I would love to see, like, how it progresses. Maybe that's what they're going to do with, like, these next two seasons, because I think it already got renewed for a second season. Right, because uh, to me, this is sort of, like, the origin story of, like, 
It's going to show the past of how he got to where he was while he's killing people in the present. Yeah. It's it, it was very, very well done. I can't wait to see what else they do. We can say so much about it, but uh, yeah, that's definitely a 9 out of 10. They should have killed Lexi. They should have killed Lexi. <laughs> the cool I'm st- just going to say one thing. Teen. Teen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm trying to find the code so I can get another viewer. Uh, here, I'll just do this. I'll just message her this way. Twitch. I think it's .tv, right? It should be, right? Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to do I've this never way. done Twitch shit. Yeah, I've never. So, sorry, Twitch. I mean, I've never done Twitch size. Uh... We've never done Twitch sharing. Yeah. Twitch. Dot. Okay, it's twitch.tv. Okay. Twitch. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it capitalized twitch.tv slash. Someone's nervous. I'm trying to see if it's if it goes straight to mine. That's not a slash. That's a question mark. What the hell? <laughs> question mark? Yeah, I pressed the wrong button for that. S. Hold on, I'll just pull up my thing. Because we do have another trailer to look at. Antlers. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to watch this. Oh, God. I can't wait for it. I saw TV spots for it. It's finally coming out, I think, this this week. Mm. Let's see. Twitch.tv. Underscore. Seen, oh, I'm sorry, but have you seen the trailer for I Love Lucy, the movie? Or Oh, yeah. We are the uh, Meet the Ricardos. I did. It looks good. Yeah, and it's written by uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. That's great. He's a very good writer. I was just watching uh, The West Wing, and it was one episode. Oh, don't do this. Hold on one minute. The video's probably going to pop up. Let's see. Okay, that is it, I think. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, there, there was one. I was one episode in particular. Like he's in the church. That the, uh, Martin Sheen is the president. He's in the church, like, basically cussing out God, <laughs> and he goes, "Have I displeased you, you feckless thug?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> that's a great line. I'm using that. <laughs> like that was a. That's like, how you get smited. Oh my God! And then he cussed him out in Latin. I'm like. Oy. <laughs> oh my god that was it was such a great uh a great scene the the feckless thug line i'm like that's some good writing right there i would never have thought to have said that shit <laughs> let's see let me get this yes. there we go there we go i think that's it i hope yeah there we go all right, might have another viewer soon, hopefully. Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been like, man, that's going to be a great one. So here it is. Uh, Antlers, this one, it's already making some waves on TikTok, aside from the snail thing that's been going on. I'll get into that in a second after this. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's so weird. Anyway, the whole thing with Antlers, it's Wendigos in this one. And they're mad because, it, they're mad because they have antlers, and I'm like... Like, that's all the art descriptions. Like, yeah, we all know that actual Wendigos are basically closer to Until Dawn. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, let, let them do the creative license with this. 
Like, let's see what that would actually look like. Larry Fessenden did it first, of course, and made it much more ethereal and mystical with his version of Wendigo. But let's see what they do with this. It's produced by Guillermo del Toro and directed by, was it Scott Cooper? I might have the name wrong, but we got the video. This is the trailer that came out last year, actually. They haven't come out with a new trailer yet. They're trying to keep... It's going to be gory. Oh, yeah. You gotta go if gory. Morrow's doing it. Oh my god. Yeah, you gotta go gory, especially with the Wendigo. Like I, I actually looked at this chick. Like she was trying to say what the Wendigo is actually like. The whole thing. I'm like, I've studied the Wendigo, and I've studied the Skinwalkers. Like, like she was trying to say, like it's about greed and all that. I'm like, no, no, no. It's about losing your humanity by eating someone. Mm-hmm. And like that was the whole thing. But here is Antlers. Uh. <laughs> oh my can is it there we go load of course of course YouTube is doing that there we go He killed him. I got it right, Scott Cooper. The video is acting a little jumpy. his father it's his father it's his father yeah like the trailer was sort of like Stopping yeah. going. Yeah, it was. It was. Start, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it was loading. I'm like, "Oh, great, it's loading, loading, loading." Uh, yeah, I really think the final creature, though, at the end, is actually the actual spirit. So everyone should, you know, should be, should calm down about it. I can't wait to see it. Finally, getting an actual decent Wendigo movie. You know what it reminds me of? If like the thing and Dreamcatcher like made a movie. It sort of reminds me of that. It looks so bleak. 
But, like, that's exactly how it should be. Like, oh, my God, that was a very good, very good trailer for, like, since it's been a year. I do believe it comes out this week or else in November. Either way, that's in the collection for real. Like, that was that was my shit when I was looking it up. Did you see the trailer for the new GTA Trilogy games? Yeah. Um, it comes out on my birthday. Yeah. I, I saw that. I'm like, oh, cool. It's updated, but where's six? <laughs> that's how I was. Yeah, right? I legit, I got so much like push for that other one. Like I had a tweet where, basically, it's Rockstar. It's like that little thing where the kids drowning and there's one kid being hoisted up by the parent in the pool, and it's like, oh yeah, this is GTA and here's Red Dead Redemption. And then there's like a body in the pool, just drowned, tied up to a chair, and it's like, uh, Manhunt, Bully Two, <laughs> The Warriors, all the different games that they had. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's a stretch for Max Payne 4 and uh and a uh, Warriors 2, but yeah, they're really going to let Manhunt bully 2. <laughs> they're going to let all that shit drown and get eaten by crabs, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, yeah. And then I got like 20 likes off, and I'm like, excuse me? <clears throat> oh, the other thing on TikTok, you know, they were talking about antlers, but there's this whole trend, and it's been nothing but this trend on my fucking For You page. About the snail. Now, the whole thing, it's from that, it's from, I think, what, the, the Markiplier, when Markiplier played this game where you, like, press a button, would you rather, and it's like, be immortal, or be immortal with $10 million, but a snail is coming for you to give you an excruciating death. But it's at a snail's pace. And people have Wouldn't been... You just kill the snail? You can't kill the snail, because it's immortal as well. <laughs> but if you're immortal and that's immortal, you can't actually kill an immortal with another immortal. I, I don't know how it happened, but people have been doing all types of videos with So This Is Christmas playing in the background. <laughs> the, earth, the, the sun is supernovaing. <laughs> and you're, you and the snail are the only ones left. And the snail's like, yes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It was. I don't know how that happened. Oh my God! There's one where like someone trapped the snail, and the snail's like doing the lines from Invincible, like "Think you'll be the only thing left, and what will you have then?" And then the person just goes, "I'll have you." I'm like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) I was like, "What? Why?" (laughs) It's it. There's so many one. So many of these things. It's so damn funny. They had there was a Doctor Who one for Christ's sake, where it's like, oh yeah, humanity finds a way to immortalize itself by regenerating, and then the snail's right there when the guy's like, I don't want to go, and the snail puts its little nubby hand out like, we'll find out what's on the other side together. I'm like, what? The <laughs> There's been too many of this these things. It's Wait. it's so if that snail kills you, does the snail die right after? That, I don't know. Everyone's just been going like me when the snail comes. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I want to know the after effects. Like, what happens after? That, <laughs> that that should be the thing. Like, what does what happens to the snail, though? Does it just keep living on? Is it the only thing that's immortal now? <laughs> right? Does it, like, roam the earth? Right. Like, that, that was the whole thing. Like, they actually have a very good logical one where it's like, okay, you could be living in another country, but you're still waiting on the snail. Because a snail could just show up wherever you're at. But it's at a snail's pace, so it could be years after. <laughs> I don't know. You just go to different country to country. Right? 
it, it's like it's almost like Frankenstein the book, where it's like, okay, I'm going to Antarctica to get away from the monster. Still follows them. <laughs> oh God, I, it, it's so weird. This whole the whole snail thing. It's that the, talking about antlers or the oh no, our table is broken meme. <laughs> I'll stick with Squid Game. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's been pretty good, too. That's been trending like a motherfucker, too, on there. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. Uh Oh, we got some more stuff before we get into some more spooky videos. A little update on that, though. No, sir, Spooks videos. I think he's out of town doing something. He's filming something with someone else. I think I think he's doing another uh, Abandoned Town video. I'm not sure. Uh but we got uh we still got to finish the nukes nukes top five thing, and we got <laughs> and we uh gotta do uh I found one slapped ham. They do some good paranormal stuff too. Oh, I think I that. Welcome that to again? no no it's it goes like this the way it goes it go it's this British guy it just goes welcome to slapped ham. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll see when we get to it <laughs> but uh well, all your needs of slapping ham is right here <laughs> <laughs> all right so this one's actually a little more serious this i kind of called it ruby the ruby rose really came at warner brothers tv with some very damning evidence um I got a little bit of it. I'm not going to read everything, but basically she goes after the producers of the show, forcing her to go back to do Batwoman after neck surgery. Um, someone got their face melted off during set. Uh, DeGray uh, De Scott, who is a very good actor, he was a dick on set also. So that's why like she had like a no yelling thing that she wanted to put into the, into the whole set thing and they said no you're not doing that and they, they're just going nuts over it like I believe it given that it's Warner Brothers doing this shit again yeah but honestly if she has the evidence then yeah yeah it's definitely her it's definitely uh on her side but they're real they already said like oh yeah we got rid of her because she was very we have reports that she was very hard to deal with and I had said, given that she's been in movies prior to Batwoman, you would have thought there would have been news reports about her being hard to handle on those. Right. Like, this is definitely bullshit. I'm trying to find it. Where's my, there's my saved. I got it on here. Thank God for all these different pages. Aha. Here, this is a... She, she went hard on her story. Uh, she said this, Dear CW... Enough is enough. I'm going to tell the whole world what really happened on that set. She goes, I will come for for you so what happened to me never happens to another person again. And so I can finally take back my life and the truth. And the truth. Shame on you. I hate periods. when She, she typed it in that freaking cursive stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, So it's a little hard to read. But she goes like this. This is the first producer. Peter Roth, you are first up. You are... 
our chapter one. Not sure if you left after getting promoted to the highest position because you just couldn't stop making young women steam your pants around your crotch while you were still wearing said pants, or if you left after putting a private investigator on me who you fired as soon as the report didn't fit your narrative. Either way, when it comes to you, there's already an army waiting for you. <sighs> Man. And she goes with the the back sur the neck surgeon back surgeon. But I'm trying to find the other stuff. Okay, so they didn't have the same. But she said, cut to three weeks later after this video. It's worse than abnormal. Abnormal. Her neck. She's talking about that was diagnosed years ago on set. But if I got an X-ray, we wouldn't make our day. I have documented this for years. On top of that, I have enough documentation to make an hour-long documentary. Pray tell, what else would you like me to share? The broken neck or the broken rib split in two and the tumor? Dude. Let's see. To everyone who said I was too stiff as Batwoman, imagine back to work ten days after this. Ten days! Or the whole crew and cast would be fired and I'd let everyone down because Peter Roth said he would, rec he would recast me and I just lost the studio millions by getting injured on his set. That is the one, that is be the one who cost so many people their jobs instead of spending half a day to rewrite me out for a few weeks to heal. Let's see, I'm trying to find, the, the whole thing, like she was actually supposed to be at San Diego Comic Con to promote it. And they said, no, you can't really because we got to do this whole season, but you can do a video and they said if you don't do a video we're not going to let anyone know that you're in it so she brought that up and I, and that was post surgery also wow yeah uh she brought out she brought out that uh the guy who plays Lucius Fox in not Lucius Fox Lucius Fox's son in Batwoman is actually a pretty much let's see let's see Rapist. no 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 he was uh just a whiny baby on set he was the he was the he was the drama queen. Said DeGray Scott hurt a female student. Student. Stunt double. He yelled like a little bitch at women and was a nightmare. He left when he went, wanted. He left when he wanted and arrived when he wanted. He abused women and in turn, as a lead of a show, I sent an email out asking for a no yelling policy. They declined. DeGray Scott sounds like an ass, but I wonder why. That fucking sense sounds like a nightmare. But anyway, it's a lot of stuff that she brought out, and I have to say, after seeing the thing that happened with Justice League, yes, we saw that. I'm not bringing everything up again. I've learned my lesson, damn it. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I agree with her. Like, I'm, I support her. I'm not gonna back the you know, Warner Brothers for doing what Warner Brothers been doing. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if if she's serious about this, she needs to bring evidence because and she, without evidence, your words mean nothing. Yeah, and she has the evidence. That's the good thing about her. That she made sure to keep that the whole neck surgery stuff. She probably got texts. She probably recorded stuff. Like that's mm -hmm. a great thing about this. Like they're already trying to say, oh, she was a diva on set. She was this. She was that. And it's like, oh, God forbid that she wanted this wanted Dugray Scott to be not be a. Uh, complete dickbag about things right. god forbid she let she had a uh, cameras who played uh the son of lucius fox i keep forgetting the character's name but god forbid like she didn't tell you know had told him hey calm down and all that 
NATO dummies. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> <He popped> in. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, it, it's it's so weird. Like I basically said what I had said. I'm like, like fuck this company and fuck anyone that follows that narrative. And of course, one of the PAs, one of the production assistants, was saying that she was a diva. I'm like, of course you're gonna say that. Warner Brothers pays your bills, <laughs> right? So like, I'm not. We're not gonna keep an eye on it. I'll just you know drop a thing here and there. I'm not gonna do what Keemstar did with certain YouTubers. <laughs> but... Hey, Keemstar here. <laughs> Let's get right into the news. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm definitely on Ruby Rose's side because like they have had a laundry list of shit happen. This ain't the first time that Warner Brothers has done this shit. And they really did a smear campaign on her the way they did Ray Fisher. They used the rap and everything. I'm like, of course. But, right? But, oh, we have more Halloween movies to basically, basically, to uh, recommend to you, to everyone. I think you got some as well. Uh, in my mind, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been. I watched the craft. I got it, the collector's edition. Twenty bucks. It was. I freaking. I. That's one of my favorite movies. Hey, that's how you get a gothic girl chick to be your girlfriend. Yeah. Is to get that movie, the craft. Yeah. That that's that's definitely one of the greatest movies, like witch movies, and that was I think my my first time seeing <clears throat> Feruza Balk, who was has been. Like a childhood crush of mine, and it was great meeting her at Days of Dead back in 2018. I got, to, I watched that. It was so much clearer on Blu-ray. I'm like, oh my god, thank god I finally grabbed it. Right. I, I definitely recommend it. It's a witch movie. It's you know, be, it, how would you say? Like I heard it said best. Like it's like they're teenagers who are dealing with something they they don't have any experience in dealing with, and they abuse their power. Pretty much to me, it's like Lost Boys, but with witches. Yes, that's much more like it. And the good thing about it, like, I did watch, I think I watched the second one, the kind of reboot sequel thing that they did. It was, it, it's for the next generation. That ain't our shit. <laughs> like, it was yeah. good. It was good to a point, but I'm like, all right, this is more like what my niece would watch. Like, I'll stick with Feruza Bulk, Robin Tooney, and all them. But yeah, it's it it was good. I do like the craft is like one of my favorite ones. My sisters got me into that, so like that was a great movie. I again another one you can't go wrong with Hocus Pocus. Cannot. No, it's and they're doing the sequel. They're they're doing the sequel <laughs> finally. They built the damn town again. <laughs> About time they could have just like went across the field field from my house and just build it there. Right, that have been great. <laughs> Just see Bette Midler walk across dressed as Winifred Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the Pocus Pocus, I have watched that at least three times thanks to uh, Freeform, thanks to Disney+. Plus. I got it in my collection. It's very, very good. I It's a, it's a classic. The way that they, the way they marketed that, though. Yeah, let's go up against Jurassic Park. Really? <laughs> Yeah, they should have just waited a little bit, maybe just, like, till Halloween. Yeah, 
How how are you gonna do it in September? What the fuck? It's about Halloween, right? <laughs> but yeah, you can't go wrong with Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is definitely a classic. Can't wait for the it sequel. Is. I hope they got most of the people back for it, like the crew for the for it as well. Uh, like, hands down, Hocus Pocus and like Halloween Town bring me back to my childhood. They still got the pumpkin in the town where they shot Halloween Town. Like, I know. They bring it out every Halloween. I'm like, that thing's big. I hope they restore it every year. <laughs> like that it's, it's heavy too. Yeah, it's those two are great movies. Like if you're like watching it watching a movie with kids and you're like, ah, oh, I can't show them Demons One or Two or Night of the Demons, let me put Hocus Pocus on. You're good. You're 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 very good with that. <laughs> yeah. Next one up. This is actually more of a a four for one. As my stomach is messing with me. Excuse me. Um, Candyman. Yes. Yes, don't say it five times in the mirror, though. <laughs> and there's a mirror in front of me. Fuck. <laughs> well, that's one. You got four more to go. Well, well, okay, I'm not going to do it. We don't have the effects to do the goofy shit. <laughs> but that, this series, Candyman, this too, is very good. I do recommend the first trilogy. Like if the whole thing can mm-hmm. number three Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> That's three. <laughs> the the whole thing of of this movie <laughs> is you know it's all about the urban legend. The first one's about the urban legend and like saying oh it doesn't ex- he doesn't exist, and come to find out he does. His whole story is tragic as hell. Yes, it is. Uh, Ice Nine Kills did an um, amazing song about it called Farewell to Flesh, which is actually the title of the third one, I think. I think it's the third one, Farewell to the Flesh, but Farewell to Flesh is a great song for this whole trilogy. And I do recommend the fourth one. The fourth one, and I said this to you in the car, the fourth one is uh, more about obsessing over it and becoming it like that's a whole psychological thing right there, like just dissociative right. personality disorder. And it becoming real, where you end up looking like him. That was the coolest thing about that movie. I was just like, Tony Todd is there. <laughs> That's how I was. You know, Tony. I know. I, I just like iffy about these new horror movies nowadays because it's not like how it used to be. Yeah, you know? yeah. The way a lot of the horror movies back back then were like they were camp. It was the camera work as well. Mm-hmm. And it really played on okay, what's in the shadows? We really can't show the monster like this. Blah 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 blah. This, like, Nia DaCosta and, and Jordan Peele, they worked their asses off on it. They made sure to go, like, okay, it's set in Cabrini Green. It's being gentrified. Let's bring the Candyman back. That's four. And, <laughs> and let's do it that way. And I'm like, oh, this is, it's very well done. So I do recommend the that whole trilogy, that whole quadrilogy. Like, I love. They, they said, they looked you straight in the eye socket. And they said. They said, <laughs> "Oh God, it was." I do recommend number two and three were very good too. Like that was one thing that Clive Barker has always said. Like if you're gonna do a sequel, actually tell more of a story with it. That's why Hellbound Hellraiser two is like the one of the best sequels because it actually continued the story. The way that the whole trilogy before the sequel came out. It was like the urban legend. It's not real. It's real. Oh shit! The second one, it's his descendants from his wife's side. 
they don't they trying to forget that he existed that that's their great 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 grandfather and he's basically like okay i'm just gonna i'll teach you in another way i'll kill everyone around you and you will acknowledge me and that's how the third one was too he actually wanted his descendant to actually become him he wanted the whole town to believe in him that's why everyone around her was fucking dying and she had to basically say like you're not gonna control me the way you're trying to control everyone else and that's that was the greatest that was probably the one of the greatest trilogies because even though he didn't really have like a body count like jason or freddy or chuggy each kill was a message believe in me that's one thing i love about the whole quadrilogy of that movie series i hope they do a number five they got to do it right too as Roman Reigns would say, acknowledge me. Exactly, that's what. That's exactly what he just said. Acknowledge me. Uh, another one I would love to recommend, and it's on there, Hellraiser 1 to 4, and Judgment. Judgment was pretty good. I, I'm i a big fan of Hellraiser, as you can tell. <laughs> you know you want to hug him and all that, but... That's my precious boy. <laughs> <laughs> I will slap the man out of you. <laughs> um, Hellraiser one to four, four, like you know, we everyone knows about one, two, and three. Three was like the way Gary Tunnicliffe said it. Three was basically the MTV sequel, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, though, which was done by uh, I forget the guy's first name, but he's done a lot of the effects for like Friday Thirteenth, not Friday, th- and Nightmare on Elm Street. He's done a lot of effects work. Number four, Bloodlines. That's the one with Hellraiser in space. Yeah. I watched the work print of that movie. And it was basically Hellraiser through time. And it was better work print wise. Like, I do recommend if you find the work print. Like, someone actually put the work print on YouTube. But they had to actually, like, there were scenes that were not, like, filmed at all. Because Jaeger... The director, he had he got kicked off by the Weinsteins because he was just being a dick to them. <laughs> they, really? they kicked him off. And I think Harvey Weinstein took over and said, We're doing Hellraiser Space. <laughs> yeah, uh the the scenes oh, that no. the scenes that were like not even done was like about uh the whole story of Bloodlines was about the creator of the Lament configuration, Le Merchan, the the uh French toy maker. And I do rec- I do recommend this one. Like work work print wise, like he talks to this doc the scenes I weren't in there, he talks to this doctor about the box. Angelique comes to see him. And she's like she's enamored by Le Merchan. And the whole thing is she invites him to the to the house, to the person that he hi- that hired him. Mm-hmm. And he had been to the house before, like the scenes were there, right? Those were the ones that were shot. The whole lament configuration was actually a game in revolutionary France. And the whole thing is you solve the puzzle. You send, you give it to another person. They have to solve it a different way. Hmm. Each person that solved it, like she would, Angelique would undress herself. And when she was fully undressed, her chest would open up and demons would come out of it and kill everyone. That's sexy as fuck. (laughs) They didn't even get to, (laughs) they didn't even get to do that. Like it was like, it was like uh, pre-visual, so you see all these like little demons coming out, and I'm like, this is goofy as shit, but this would be great. <laughs> and then those people, they weren't really killed. They were turned into the first Cenobites. 
So they were they were all aristocratic looking with fucking chains pulling back their skin and shit. Like it was such a brutal sequence and the way La Marchand dies in it was like he gets killed by them. He doesn't get killed by Adam Scott. They they torture the shit out of him. And the way Adam Scott died in the in the print was actually he the the whole thing was like he stood in Hell's way, just like in Hellraiser two, how Pinhead stood in Hell's way with Shenard. Right. Angelique looked at him and she said, "You have been immortal for so long, and now you are in Hell's way. I'm taking back your immortality." And this dude just ages into dust. I was like, "That was better." <laughs> like, and the 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 theatrical cut, she just ripped him open and shit. Like, it was so much better because, like, Angelique, even when she gets sent back to hell with the box, she comes back and she's still enamored by Le Marchand's descendants. Like, it's it was it was such a better one. I definitely recommend the Hellraiser series. Hellraiser Judgment. Like, if I can go through that. It's, uh, we've been through it. It's basically Hellraiser meets Seven. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Uh, Gary Tunnicliffe worked his ass off on it with a small-ass budget. Was that lightning? Yeah, I got it over here, too. Oh, shit. All right, let's get this over before it goes out. Night of the Demons, that's a Halloween classic. That is a classic. That was, like, the first, well, second, like, scary film I watched as a kid. Oh, my God. I watched it 2019, yeah. Like I was, I remember I was on a movie kick, and I'm like, "Ooh, Night of the Demons is on Amazon Prime, the original." They got the remake on there. That shit was shit. Yeah, we don't speak of the remake. Yeah, that was shit. And they had and they had Eddie Furlong in there. Oh my god, Eddie needs better work. He needs better work. <laughs> but, He's working at the wrong places. Yeah, Night of the Demons. I definitely recommend. It's one that is, it's horrifying, and it's one of the it's one of the first ones where. A black actor in a horror movie survives, as we brought up last week. I know, it was, like, shocking back in the day. Yeah, I was, shit, I was shocked. I'm like, wow, LL Cool J wasn't the only one? (laughs) (laughs) Buster Rhymes wasn't the only one? (laughs) Like, it was was great to see, like, and the way that they beat the demons was funnier than shit. And then it just ends with, dude, taking razor blades to the throat. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God, it's definitely great. Now let's see. What else? I'm we got? sorry. I was gonna say it's a very gory thing. Oh, so yeah. if you're screaming, don't watch it. There's some great gore in it too. Just killing the two people that were just like doing it in a coffin. <laughs> I know that right? was like, funnier than that's shit. Like Jason shit. That was funnier than shit. I'm like, oh, that's just too damn silly. Now demons one and two. I was able to watch it. Watch demons recently on YouTube. They put it on YouTube. Really? Yeah. YouTube allowed that? Yeah. Uh, Lamberto Bava did his did some great work on number one. Number two was like weird though. Like the first first demons was great. Like everyone's in the theater, they're getting people are getting possessed and killing every pe- everyone, and it's like it's like a demonic virus turning people and all that just from a scratch, not even a bite, a scratch. <laughs> See, that makes it more scary. Yeah. It it was very 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 good. I recommend Demons if you can get a hold of it. Like it's it's a bitch to find. So check YouTube. Yeah, it's like a diamond in a rough to find. It. Yeah. So I say check YouTube for it. Now another Clive Barker classic, Lord of Illusions. I f- 
uh, oh my god, I fucking love that movie. Like that was like a very good film noir horror movie. Like it's basically the whole story for everyone listening is uh this guy named Nix, he's an actual magician. He's evil as hell. Gets killed and bound with magic metal and all that by Benny from Mo- the Mummy. I forget the actor's name. <laughs> it looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> it, it, I, it's very, very good. He had some great lines in there too, as uh, as Swan. Like, like when oh, I forgot to tell you, my dad actually met Benny. Oh yeah, well, Dietrich met Benny too. <laughs> He's here in Chicago doing Chicago PD, I think. What? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, hmm. I think like he's like got like a little house here, like they rent out rent out houses and all that because they do every fucking episode in Chicago. <laughs> but uh, Lord of Illusions, like it's as Swan, he was how to put it, sad because he was trying to basically avoid facing Nix because Nix ain't really dead, and the whole like he's like Nix is like Charles Manson if Charles Manson actually had magic. And the whole, th- the whole thing about it, I love what Swan says when uh, Damore finally meets him. Harry Damore is one of Clive Barker's other iconic heroes that he made, besides Pinhead and Boone. Um, he says to Damore, he goes, "Illusionists get the get the Las Vegas contracts. Magicians get burned." And when you see Nix, Nix was played by I gotta pull up the the actor's name. Uh, he passed away in, I think, 2015. Oh, so sad. Yeah, um, he was in a few things other than this. I want to say Psych. He was one of the character, one of the, I think the chief of police in that, or the captain. Uh, Daniel Von Borgen. Bargen. Van- Daniel Von Bargen. He played Nix. And his design, I'm going to pull up his design too. Like when he's unbound was just. It was freaky. Like, it, you could tell it was done by Clive Barker, because Clive Barker knows how to make some monsters when it's painting. Uh-huh. Ooh, I got it already. Or do I? Hold on. That storm's coming in bed. Yep. It's fall. I gotta get this movie on Blu-ray as well. Too bad it's not on their Spooktober thing. Let's see. No, no, no. Here, we're just going to pull up. Where the hell? No one's got a good picture? What the hell? This movie's been out for a lot while. A lot while? A lot while, yes. <laughs> Here, I'll just pull up the cover from uh, from uh, Scream Factory. No, I won't pull up this cover from Scream Factory because it's too small. <laughs> the fuck i hate this <laughs> i'm gonna go there but anyway his the patterns on his face when he's bound are just so freaking brutal like he looks demonic as hell i think i found it i did not find it never mind <laughs> it's probably on my it's probably on my page and all that yeah uh but his look it's a sec i don't see uh, <laughs> I am stammering like a bastard. Alright. Let's see where is my thing. There it is. 
got it. His design, it's you really can't see it on this, but I'll definitely have the picture on our page. I have it in my uh, 31 Enhanced. Monsters. I really can't. It's There's no zoom. But, Enhanced, uh, damn it. <laughs> there's no zoom. <laughs> but uh, the, pa- the pattern on him, he looks like he just came back from the dead. And that's basically what happens, and he has one of the greatest lines in there. Also, when like his whole cult, you know, after they had grabbed Famka Jansen, who's in there, um, the whole cast is Famka Jansen, Scott Bakula, uh, Von Bargen. Who else? I'll just pull up the cast. It's a very good movie. I recommend it. Get me to the damn cast, damn it. There we go. Uh, Famka Jansen. <laughs> uh, Scott Bakula, Famka Jansen, Daniel Von Bargen. And Kevin Connor, those are like the top build actors on it, and they are. Ba- it's a very, very good movie. Um, what he does to his cult, he basically says, "You all waited like cattle for me to come back. You're not worthy of the grave," and just makes them all sink into the ground. I was like, "What?" Like he's that powerful, and the reason why he's that powerful. He really just wants Swan with him when the world ends so that he has someone to talk to. <laughs> like, he's just so sinister. Like, he's up there with Pinhead, like, evil-wise. Mm. Like, he causes... God, yeah, I saw it, too. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, so I recommend Lord of Illusions. There's some crazy stuff in there, some amazing imagery that's just fucking wild. And I think a couple of Clive Barker's art pieces are in there. Like, I, we have more movies, uh, but It, It, you can't go wrong without with It. It is one of those great movies. Pennywise, the dancing clown, kids beating the shit out of him. And then... Kids getting killed. Yeah, kids getting eaten by a giant clown. And then a sequel it's that... And then a sequel that disappoints everyone, just like before. <laughs> Well, honestly, I I did like the newest sequel better than the original because the newest one is sort of more like the book. Yeah, that's one thing I caught too. And like, whenever I saw people like complain about, I'm like, well, what do you expect? That's how the adult side of the movies were, because the Uh kids were the most interesting part. So if any, if anything, Andy Muschietti basically adapted it perfectly. And to think he's doing the Flash. That's a jump from Mama to It to Flash. <laughs> I'm the eater of <laughs> They're just like, you're a mimic! Like, they're just, like, making fun of him. And, like, that was like, the whole point of it. Like, they all were united in the fact that he wasn't scary. And that's what really, that's what killed him. But, like, I've heard, yeah, like... I just wish they could have killed him in a cooler way. Yeah. It could have been worse, though. It could have been the giant spider, the man spider thing from the TV show. I was show. waiting for that, really. They they really did have, like, a man spider, but it looked just like Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, like, the man spider or spider creature in the original was better than the remake. To be honest. I think we should have got this, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I knew that was going to come in handy. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> is, is it real for you? It was real for Georgie. That was the best fucking moment, too, in the first one. 
Like I heard mm. someone crying in the theater when I saw it with my niece. I'm like, this is fucking great. Oh god, so th- those are some of the other ones. The other one I would definitely say another Clive Barker classic is The Midnight Me Train. I I kind of find that movie stupid. <laughs> You know, it's it it's it's actually pretty. It's good as a slasher flick. Like if you read the book and all that, not the book, the story from Books of Blood, it is mm-hmm. so much more scary. It's scarier in novel form, and but the whole thing about it was like the whole idea behind monsters under New York eating people, and there was someone that was just preparing them for them was probably ingenious. It was like, almost like Clive Barker said, ooh, I can make a movie like, I can make a thing like Chud. Like, it was basically Chud, but, like, they lived before that. Like, they're ancient creatures that are just like, oh, yeah, we, we're gonna stay here. You're gonna be our servants. Like, I liked it a lot. Tony Curran was a, was a good, like, surprise bad guy at the end of it. As the conductor... Like, they've been around for so long. That was the greatest thing. I saw the concept art for those monsters. Like, they were supposed to be more like the Cenobites from Hellraiser. But to me, like, the movie was just stupid to me for some reason. Like, yeah, it was gory and all that, but it was just stupid. The fact that the fact that uh, the photographer could have just noped the fuck out after taking a picture of Mahogany. That's basically what it is. (laughs) There was a great scene in there, though. Just the smash of the hammer uh, on Ted Raimi's, the bag of Ted Raimi's head. What the fuck happened here? We ain't sharing nothing yet. There we go. Wait, we got comments on the Facebook thing. Hold on, I gotta make sure the volume's down. What? Let's see. Let's see who we got. My brother is, was on the face. It is on the Facebook thing. He said, "See these nuts." <laughs> and and my aunt Sandra is on here too. <laughs> he said, "See these nuts." What the fuck? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I've been doing. I've been doing that to a lot of people on Instagram. Like, I always get those things promoted on this. And I'm like, promote on these nuts, you fucking bot. I actually say that shit. <laughs> Eat my shorts, man. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that one next. I did one. Promote on these nuts, you fucking casual. <laughs> we got more video games, too. This one actually makes more sense, too, as well. Uh, before we get into the, the videos. Alone, Alone in the Dark Inferno. I recommend because it's apoc- It's the apocalypse. It's a goofy fucking game, yeah, but it's the apocalypse. And you're fighting multiple possessed people. <laughs> Maybe. Control's another one I definitely recommend. If you like The Shining and SCP, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. The, that's the game for anyone that's playing it. Anyone that wants to play it, it's very, very good. Remedy Games knows how to do a, do a good game. Like, they did The Shining with this one. I think uh, Quantum Break was more like uh, like Clock Stoppers meets, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but 
it was very good. Like they control was very well done in the fact that such mundane objects having so much power was just very interesting. And the fact that like one of the doorways that they had, it was like a legit actual door. They opened it and this thing called the hiss basically took over the whole damn building. Dude, you want to play a weird game and scary game? Play Hmm. Harvest. Speaking of which, dude, Harvest is that shit. I would love to see that remade, but actually continue after the whole Harvest thing. Yeah. That was a slick idea, the whole, we're making Harvester serial killers. That would have been, that was a freaking right? decent. And it was a good point and click kind of game. Yeah, so. it, it was It was so weird. Like, like it, it gets lambasted for no reason other than, oh yeah, it's goofy as shit. Like, yeah, of course it's supposed to be goofy. It's set in the 50s. It's a simulation. Like, after that whole revelation and, play, and then looking at it afterward, you're like, that's some creepy pasta shit right there. <laughs> like it, like that. That game really disturbed the shit out of me when I was in college. I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> That's how I was with it. No, it gets even weird towards the end. Oh yeah, especially when you have to kill the the main girl. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's it. Uh, um, they they should definitely do another one. Well, technically, you don't have to kill her. I know. I saw the other ending. You basically flatline, but your whole life, damn, your whole life I flashes know. before your eyes. It's it's right over us. This is an ASMR moment right here. <laughs> but uh, let's see. All right, what else have we got? Outlast one, whistleblower and two. Now, given that Byron asked us both, like, hey, do they actually touch you in this haunted house? <laughs> Imagine if Outlast was an actual haunted house just like it is in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would be crying. <laughs> Outlast. I'm telling you, if they made those in VR, it oh. would be scary as shit. Oh, God. I think they're making one in VR, but it's multiplayer. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's called Outlast Trials. Outlast 1 and 2, If for everyone that don't know, I hope everyone knows, is uh, it's a game where basically the first one, you're in a mental institution that has been used for experimentations on this ghost-like thing called the Wall Rider. And mm-hmm. you're basically being hunted by this character known as Chris Walker, who legit rips motherfuckers' heads off with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically how you put it. And... It is such a wild concept. You can't do shit in it. All you can do is just run. It's yeah, like pretty much you're like an investigator or reporter with a camera, and that's all you got. Yeah, yeah. It's it's condemned without the weapons and <laughs> fighting capability. And number two is basically the same thing, but you are a another journalist who basically ends up psychotic as well, but catatonic from it. Because it's all experimentations on different things. It's definitely worthy of the Halloween thing. It's like, how would you put it? Like, basically, like a. I was going to say, it's the closest thing to a haunted house experiment that you can get without actually going to a haunted house. Yeah, like, if. It's basically, yeah, it's like the first one, mental institution. All types of crazy shit happening. You got a ghost Mm -hmm. killing people. You got this big-ass dude killing people. You got some business dude that's only wearing an apron killing people. 
There's nothing else. It's just... You got, you got those twins? Yeah, the twins. Yeah. That was the funniest shit, though. <laughs> I want his eyes and liver. They are yours. <laughs> all nice about it. We will be Job-like in our patience. <laughs> There's so much shit in that game. Oh, so, all right. So let's see what else. Until Dawn, as we brought up. Until Dawn. One of the coolest Wendigo things. I actually... When I first heard about Until Dawn, I was like, fuck this game. I'm not going to get it. Then I heard it's like heavy rain. And I was like, ooh, okay. Jason? Yeah. Jason? <laughs> Jason! But as soon as I saw it, I'm like, this is better than heavy rain. Awesome. They're going to give them a run for their money. And I definitely recommend it. Like, there's two things in it. The Wendigo is the greatest thing in it. Especially the Mecha Pichu Wendigo, which basically fucks up so many of them. <laughs> just because they're just there. <laughs> yeah. I was so glad I got the good ending. But I think next time I play it, I'm just going to kill off like two useless characters. You should. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, Jessica needs to die. So does uh, so does Matt. <laughs> they both need to die. <laughs> Or do they? Because we don't know if anybody else played this game. Yeah. Anyone can die in this game. It was so weird, though. Like, you think that one of the characters dies, but no, she's just dangling from a rope. <laughs> I was like, oh, this that's fucked up. <laughs> Some great jump scares in that game, too. Um, for the more, like, table... Not tabletop. Like, if you want to play a bird's eye view thing. Diablo 1, 2, and 3. The whole story of Diablo is just fucking scary. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You skipped over someone. I did, didn't I? Wait, before we get to Diablo, let's go to something else that has demons. Doom! Yeah, there you go. You want a metal experience? You want to rip out a friggin' spine of a demon? You play Doom. Rip and tear. Watch the demons bleed. It's such a metal... Both games are so fucking metal. I'm so glad they rebooted it that way. They're so freaking brutal. I want the soundtrack to both games. Oh, I think Mick Garden has them on iTunes, too. And he has an extended version of Doom Eternals because he has more more songs that he was na- wasn't able to put in. So mm. it's definitely one. Those are two definitely good metal demon-killing games. Diablo 1 to, 1 to 3, as I get back to it, <laughs> are definitely also... They're very... Like, number 3 is not really scary. Number, two, number 1 and 2 were because there was just this tone about it. Like uh, like the Green Knight, but darker. And the whole backstory of Diablo 1 and 2. like Well, backstory of Diablo 1, basically. Diablo is the Lord of Terror. He has been banished from Hell because there was an uprising and whatnot. And he's trying to turn Earth into Hell on Earth because he has nowhere else to go. And so the whole thing is you beat him, you capture his soul, and your the character you played as ends up having Diablo in him because of that crystal. And Diablo 2, that character, the Wanderer, takes, you know, he has like outbursts where basically demons come out of him. Kind of like how it would have been in Hellraiser Hellraiser uh, 4. And the whole thing with it is just so freaking scary because you find out he wasn't the only one banished. His other brothers were too, Bale and Mephisto. And they are scarier than him too. Especially when you play Lord of Destruction, when you're fighting Bale. Dude has dude's like a bug man. 
who basically blows up a person with the power of the crystal. Shit. And it was so cool. Like it's just like he makes these banners just fly, and then just a little pulse of energy goes in the guy. So <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I think twelve. I'm like, did that happen? <laughs> I'm like, did that really happen? <laughs> it's such such a very good trilogy. I still got to play number two again. I have I haven't gotten it yet. Finally, Dark Pictures trilogy and House of Ashes just came out. First one will the first game, Man of Medan, will give you ghost ship ghost ship vibes, but there's a twist. I still got to play Little Hope, but that really gave me like the witch vibes, but like also like Jumanji kind of vibes. I'm not sure how to put it like that. I guess because it's another group of people. And it's they're dealing with like Salem witch trial witches and all that. It's yeah. it's such a weird game I've seen, but uh, I definitely recommend. Those are some great recommendations that we have. Uh, there's more, but they're past gen. Yeah, we don't have those new gen yet. Yeah, so. limited limited run games is doing the best they can. Blood Rain one and two come out like <laughs> next year, basically. <laughs> I want a remake of The Darkness. Yes, I need a. Tr- we need that trilogy. Darkness is another great game. If you have Xbox 360, one and two are the best ones. Like, and the comic books are so freaking great too. But uh, now we get to what everyone's been waiting for: Spooktober. Yes, we've been doing this the whole time. Go- we got more ghost videos. We still got to finish Nuke's top five, the one that we had to pass up, and we got another Nuke's top five as well as Slabbed Ham. I think I said it just right. <laughs> Slapped ham. It's such they're they're actually pretty damn good. Um, the whole thing with slapped ham. It's so weird how the host says everything. The one video I saw from them, like they were like talking about how this guy was like breaking up with his girlfriend and she runs away from him, and he runs away too, right? This dude runs on all fours like a damn werewolf. I was like. This is this is either fake or just goofy as shit. This guy has either. I don't care if it's fake or not. You're getting shot. <laughs> it was so weird. Everyone's looking at him like, why is he running like, like uh the animal, like Rob Schneider? <laughs> That's how he was running too. Just. <gasps> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, we're gonna finish up top five scary ghost videos to spook you. Then we got five scary ghosts to make you punch the screen. <laughs> And what? while this is going on, I'm going to get some snacky snacks. <laughs> what the fuck? Why did Bruce just show up from Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then we have... <laughs> then we have from Slapped Ham, Caution, this scary footage may cause nightmares. I'll be the judge of that. I am the nightmare. More like boar mares, am I right? Or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so here. <laughs> All right. Here's the first video that we gotta finish from Nuke's top five. Make sure it's full screen. It's still loading for a minute. Load. 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 
Paranormal YouTube channel Fourth Wall received a video from a man that says he captured something very disturbing in a quiet Japanese neighborhood. It's late at night and no one is around when the man spots something strange going on with a swing set in a nearby park. He's a little freaked out and believes he might be experiencing something paranormal. So he places his work phone on top of a tall playset and sets it to record. He then takes his personal phone and films as he approaches the swing set. is violently swaying back and forth but that's not all the anon has captured because his work recorded something absolutely terrifying the dark creepy figure of a man can be seen standing motionless in front of a tree what, now, what makes this footage so disturbing is that as you can see the other phone didn't capture anyone standing there at all. Could it be pardon? that the park is haunted and a dark spirit apparition was caught on camera? What do you think? You can watch this entire creepy video and many more over on the YouTube channel, Fourth Wall. The Orphanage. Paranormal investigator Luis Manuel Mote and cameraman Odine set out to explore an abandoned orphanage in the middle of a forest. Many children lost their lives here under very strange circumstances. Sure. And then others who stayed here claimed to experience terrifying paranormal activity. The large buildings of the orphanage were eventually all just abandoned. Luis and Odine begin to explore the orphanage grounds and they start to hear some very strange things. A creepy moan can be heard coming from somewhere on the property. Luis and Odin are a bit freaked out by the bizarre sound, but continue to explore. That's when things take a terrifying turn.
The investigators spot but... someone or something walking past a window right in front of them. They run inside, but there's no one there. After a long night of exploring, Luis and Odine decide to call it a night and head home. After many requests from their viewers, the Terror Alex Dreamo team decide to go back to the orphanage one more time. And this time, the unexplained terrifying activity only seems to intensify. Fuck out of here. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Luis and Odine feel like something might be watching them from the darkness. Even though they feel surrounded by an entity that they can't see, they continue exploring. As they walk through a field to get to another building, they both see something that makes their blood run cold. What? Oh, fuck out of here. It almost looks like someone dressed in white is walking through the building on the hill in front of them. They hurry to the structure to investigate, but find nothing. However, as they walk out of the building and look down the hill in front of them, they encounter another chilling surprise. It's a big ass fox. Hasta se movió las ramas. Se vio cómo se subió aquí, Odín. A strange, elongated, trailing white shape seems to float across the field and disappear into the bushes. Again, the friends run over to investigate but find no sign of what they captured on camera. So, did Luis and Odin record video evidence of some of the paranormal activity that drove everyone away from the orphanage? Or is it all just an elaborate hoax? You decide. You can watch this entire two-part series with many more paranormal moments that I didn't feature here over on the YouTube channel, Terror Alex Jamo. Thanks so much for watching. Please follow me on Instagram here and on Twitter right there and also on Flip Flop. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Nukes Top 5 at TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Check him out. He's very, very good at this. Next is recent. Alpine ghosts caught on camera. Ghosts! Haunted. Single dad Alex Calvo inherited his estranged grandmother's house in Florida after her recent passing. 
So he and his daughters packed their bags and moved to the home to start a new life. Why, though? The house has been in his family for four generations and has been left mostly untouched. In fact, when they move in, the home is still full of his grandmother's belongings. Alex begins to record moments from his family's move to the new house and shares his experiences on TikTok. When they first arrive, Alex posts a video of the event, but concerned viewers soon point out to him that there is something very disturbing in the video. Alex is shocked. A look at our new house. Wow. This is cool, right? Better than an apartment. Okay. Got everybody here. Heading on into the new house for the first time. There they go. Yeah. See how scary. Oh, it's kind of scary, actually. Oh, look at all this stuff. Dollhouse for you, Salo. Go. Okay. Um, this kitchen's pretty nice. Brady, I'm gonna go with Mama. Let close the door. Hola, Nino. Did you see it? When Alex walks past a mirror, a creepy dark figure can be seen in the reflection. Alex says that he has no idea what this could have been, but. He decides to keep recording his experiences in the new house. A little over a month later, and in the middle of the night, this happens. Okay, I just heard a loud bang out here. It's the middle of the night. Sounded like it was coming from the kitchen. Hello? Oh, It's just Grandma. Come on now. Uh, hello? Oh, hell no, hang Grandma. hears a loud bang and goes to investigate when a chair suddenly just moves on its own. Hello? Oh, and then, only two weeks later, he films another chilling experience. So I just captured something <laughs> else on tape. Um, while I was actually taking the tape, I did not notice it at all, but you go ahead and take a look at it and tell me what you think. Okay, I just heard a really loud noise coming up here from the same place where all the other stuff has been going on. Like something was dragging across the floor. Um, turn on the lights, like everybody says. <laughs> okay, come on. I know I heard something. I don't know. Alex doesn't notice it at the time, but he accidentally records what seems to be a pale face staring at him. Hola, Nino. He starts to believe that whatever is making the strange noises and appearing in his videos might actually be the spirit of his deceased grandmother. Cut to another night, and Alex captures something absolutely terrifying. Okay, I am up here where all the different, like, scary activity has happened, and uh, I'm hearing what sounds like somebody walk around on the floorboards. As I'm up here, I can feel, like, the pressure of steps landing around me. Um, I don't really know what's going on. It's, uh, it just seems pretty f crazy to me. I, I just, this is, I don't know, this is not what I signed up for when I got this house. Oh, oh I missed it. Uh, 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 Come on, what was that? Oh, Something to throw at him? 
Holy shit, is there somebody in here or was that actually my fucking grandmother? Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh. Alex, you could have should have called first. Oh my god. The fing robe is sitting there on the floor. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. Alex can't believe his eyes as right in front of him someone appears to be standing in his doorway. By the time he manages to collect himself, whoever or whatever it was has disappeared. So could it be that Alex's home is haunted by his grandmother? And if not, then just what is this? I highly recommend that you watch Alex's full story over on his TikTok page, Alex Calvo is Haunted. A different perspective. Reddy's or Bunny Toes says that she was home completely all alone with just her grandchild. When she gave the baby her old phone to play with, the child accidentally starts recording a video and captures something chilling. Let's change your butt. You smell like poopy. What the fuck? Wait. I, I beg your fucking pardon? Did you see it? Reddit user Bunnytoes is shocked when she looks back at the f Her grandchild seems to have recorded a tall, shadow-like figure standing right behind them. The astonished Reddit user believes the apparition to possibly be her husband's deceased grandmother, who passed away six years ago on the exact same spot where the figure can be seen in the video. But is it a shadow figure or just a very strange trick of the light? Let me know down in the comments. If you see a video that you think would be perfect for the top five, or if you have a ghost hunting channel and you caught something great, contact me at nukestop5 at gmail.com. The Haunting of Abiud Hernandez Alvarez. Now the name Abiud Hernandez Alvarez might sound familiar to you because over the last year and a half, I've featured his continuing frightening story. Abiud lives alone in an apartment in Mexico City and claims that he suddenly began to experience terrifying paranormal activity at all hours. Objects would move on their own doors slammed shut, and the sound of high heels and knocking were heard in the halls. Most horrifying of all, a strange female entity began to appear in mirrors around his house, and then the apparition even physically attacked Abiud. In his yeah. last video posted to Facebook, he recorded a shocking encounter with the female spirit he calls Zion. Oh, fuck! And then he just sort of disappeared for a while. Abiud has since returned and adopted a cute little puppy named Milo. It's not long before Milo starts to regularly react nervously to something that Abiud can't see. One night when Abiud is fast asleep in bed, a static camera records something very strange. Hey, doggo. What the dog doing? Now my dog's gonna start barking. What the fuck? Milo barks at something that we can't see and an ominous noise can be heard that seems to respond back to the little dog. It's almost as if little Milo is trying to protect his owner from something. 
That was very Over time, Milo seems to form an odd attachment to a large teddy bear that we have seen in Abiud's videos before. The teddy bear, named Googie, often seems to just Googie. move <laughs> on its own. I mean, it's not One day after frantically searching, Abiud can't seem to find the teddy bear anywhere. It's like it simply disappeared into thin air. Googie ha desaparecido y no entiendo por qué. Incluso estoy viendo aquí en el espejo, hay como agua, como si saliera de él. Y toda esa agua se escurre y está directamente en el piso. Incluso de este lado, también se puede ver como el agua está escurriendo. O de la silla, no sé, no entiendo muy bien cómo está aquí. Realmente, no, pues no, no sé cómo explicar que Uguía ha desaparecido. Pues no sé ni qué, chingados. Did you see it? Even though Abiud shows an empty chair, Gookie the teddy bear can be seen sitting in the chair in the mirror's reflection. Even stranger, water appears to be seeping right from the mirror itself. Eventually, teddy bear Googie returns to its usual spot and all seems to be going well. Until one night. Abiud hears a very loud noise coming from the same room. He once again takes out his phone and starts to record. It did not go well. <laughs> Condensation. She scared the fuck out of him. Absolutely bizarre twist, what looks like a terrifying clone of himself charges toward Abiud, scaring him so much that he stumbles to the ground. When he gets back up, there's nothing there. Also a strange symbol that wasn't there before now appears on the mirror. When Abiud checks out the living room, something dark seems to be standing there with him, only visible in the reflection in the living room mirror. Oh, fuck that. After this horrifying experience, Abiud takes his dog Milo on a long trip to just get away for a while. 
So, is Abiu Hernandez Alvarez's apartment really violently haunted? Or is it just some bizarre horror ARG? Either way, the videos are terrifying. And as always, I leave it up to you to decide. <laughs> you can find Abiud's entire story and many more videos over on his Facebook page. The Tunnels. Founded in 1811, the seaside city of Astoria, Oregon has seen its fair share of dark history. In the early 1920s, most of the city tragically burnt to the ground. It was rebuilt with concrete reinforced pylons, creating a creepy hidden underground tunnel system. Many of these tunnels served as underground living space for the very poor, but they were also home to a lot of violent criminal activity and were very unsafe. One of the unfortunate poor people who lived in the tunnels was a woman named Abigail. Abigail was a poorly paid seamstress in a tailor shop during the day, and at night, she lived a very hard life down in the dark tunnels beneath the shop. In 1972, Abigail saw no way out and ended it all. Her remains weren't found until a week after her passing. Another unfortunate soul that is said to inhabit the tunnels is allegedly that of a young girl named Sarah, who is also said to have met her untimely death beneath the tailor shop. Over time, the underground tunnels were closed due to safety hazards. The tailor shop was sold and eventually became the Gully's Butcher Shop. Owner Diana Gully says that she has always had a bad feeling that someone or something might still be down in the tunnels beneath her store. Guests have taken photos in the basement of a mysterious entity that seems to be sitting in a chair. Others have gotten nasty headaches during their visits, and some have even seen a large shadow figure. The story goes that one man visiting sat down in a chair but soon fell over and then quickly ran out. He claimed that what he believed to be the spirit of little Sarah came walking towards him and pushed him right out of the chair. Diana Gully has invited popular ghost hunters Ryan, River, Wyatt, and Skylar from the YouTube channel Twin Paranormal to investigate whether the stories are true and just who or what might be haunting the Gully's butcher shop. As Ryan is interviewing Diana about her store, River is busy setting up a static camera in the tunnels. He captures something downright chilling. So when you're checking things, maybe you get a little bit more information yeah. about that. See, some things may... Uh Yeah. What the f their interview with store owner Diana and officially begins their investigation. Using a rim pod and two EMF meters, they begin to ask questions to the spirit of Abigail, and things just get weirder. That just went to red. That just yeah. went to red. Are you filming it? That went all the way to red. Yes. Can you spike this one as well? This one in my hand? Please? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. 
Thank you. Thank you, Abigail, if this is you. Not one, not two, but all of their devices spike at the same time. The team moves on to a different section of the basement and their devices are still continuously spiking. That's when Ryan experiences something terrifying. We're only, this just keeps going off. Thank you. Somebody's right here. Are you over here with us? What? What? I just got what you got. Somebody's right here. Are you over here with us? What? What? I just got what you got. Something just took a deep, deep breath right by my ear. What? If I had a heart monitor right now, my heart is beating so fast. Just like his brother River, Ryan experiences and hears the breath of someone right next to his ear. But that's not all that the twin paranormal guys catch at Gully's Butcher Shop. Here's another object here in Skylar's hand. All you have to do is walk up to this object and you hold on to this antenna or get close to this metal rod that you see and it'll light up and it'll make noise. I'm going to go ahead and set it over here in this walkway if you can come over to us and use your energy. Give us a sign that you are here with that. Give us a sign that you are here with that. Oh, fuck that. The unexplained shape of someone seemingly walking around down in the tunnels is captured on camera. The ghost hunters have no idea what their camera has just recorded but they do hear footsteps coming from that direction. So could this be the spirit of Abigail? Could it be the ghost of little Sarah? Or something worse? It's the fiend, Let me know Bray what Wyatt. you think. The investigation at Gully's Butcher Shop is not over yet. Part two will be up on the YouTube <laughs> channel, Twin Paranormal, very soon. The Legend of Kashima Reiko. So the story with this next video goes that an anonymous Japanese man lost a bet with his friends and so they dared him to explore an allegedly haunted forest completely alone. As proof, he must film the entire experience. He hikes into the woods just as the sun goes down. As you might suspect, it did not go well. Oh shit, never goes well in the woods. He's fucked. The woods are turning into ends. I don't know. 
暗くなっていた超超超超超超超。I beg your pardon。超。It's just a black blurry thing。It's just nothing but black， but then there's just like a little white speck。What the fuck？ Then crawl to him？ Oh hell! It crawled to him. The pale, disembodied torso of a woman appears to crawl her way out of the forest, getting closer and closer. The man makes a run for it, and the video abruptly ends. Now, Japanese viewers say that the mysterious video has a basis in the frightening urban legend of Kashima Reiko. The story says that the vengeful spirit of a woman is forever looking for her lost legs. And if she happens upon someone, she will take the legs of anyone she encounters. Thanks so much for watching. Please All follow right, my Instagram here, my tweets here, and my ticks are my talks, whichever you choose. I'll see you next week. Nukes top five official. Check him out. He is very very good. That was creepy. Next up is Slapped Ham. God damn it. Is that a fucking what? Oh my god, I picked the right video, didn't I? How you doing? I'm Callan and this is Slapped Ham. Today we're looking at some scary clips that are sure to give you the chills. So as always, before we dive in, remember to hit that subscribe button and get ready for more creepy content. Just like this. <laughs> This video was posted to Reddit by user I Suck at Cooking Food. It appears to be a piece of security camera footage captured inside of a commercial kitchen. For a few seconds, everything seems quite normal. My chair keeps creaking like a happens. bastard. Take a look. Thing fell off the off the shelf. Felt like it was when you first off. watch the video, it may seem as though the trays fall because they're being placed too close to the edge of the shelf. However, if you take a closer look, you can see that this isn't the case at all. They got it pushed. appears as though the trays have been shoved. This is definitely a weird video, and one that's left many scratching their heads looking for answers. While it's possible that the clip is actually a prank, and that the trays were pulled down using some kind of fishing line, this seems unlikely, as it appears there's actually food in one of the dishes. Because of this, several viewers believe that this bizarre incident was the work of a paranormal force, perhaps a poltergeist powerful enough to manipulate objects. Whatever the case may be, it seems that none of the employees can be blamed for the waste of food at least. What a waste of bacon. So what do you think? Is this really paranormal activity caught on camera? Let me know what you think in the comments section down below. In this video, posted Instagram by Mr. Horror Videos, we see some footage that appears to have been captured by someone on a hike. 
The eerie, mist-filled air transforms what would probably be a peaceful setting into a creepy, otherworldly landscape. As the hiker makes their way along the path, we can suddenly hear a chilling noise disturbing the silence. Take a listen. That's the fucking predator. At first, it seems to be a strange hissing sound that quickly turns into a deep, guttural growl. One viewer thought the sound was so scary that the video had to be fake. They argued that if it was them in the video hearing a sound like that, they'd be out of there in two seconds flat. Amazingly, however, the hiker doesn't seem phased by the noise at all and continues to walk down the trail despite the growling becoming more and more intense. I think a mountain lion would do that kind of roar or growl. Sadly, the video ends shortly thereafter, leaving the viewers unsure of what was actually responsible for such an unnerving sound. What would you have done if you were in the hiker's shoes? Would nope. you have continued your walk, or would you reverse on out of there as fast as you could? I'd nope the fuck out of there. Yep, nope, 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 nope. This video is posted to Instagram by Canala Terrorizante. It shows a man and a woman lounging around. <laughs> like many similar clips, this one starts off innocent enough. It looks as though it might have been captured by a family member or friend on their cell phone. However, a few seconds into the video, something chilling happens. Take a look. Fast as fuck, boy! A dark, shadowy figure suddenly runs by. <laughs> Strangely, neither the man nor the woman seem to notice. <laughs> if you slow the footage down, you can see that the figure is somewhat transparent. The woman on the couch remains visible even as it passes by. The video's description suggests that the mysterious figure could be a shadow person or even an aura, a deity of several major African religions. Orishas are said to act as intermediaries between humans and the supreme being Olodumare or Olorun. According to these religions, every living being and natural phenomenon was created by Olodumare and therefore infused with his sacred energy. Because Olodumare's powers and responsibilities are so vast, they don't involve themselves directly in human affairs. Legend maintains for this purpose he created the Orishas. As this video is brief, it's certainly hard to speculate too deeply on the mysterious figure's identity. Yet, there does seem to be something otherworldly or even ghost-like about it. So what do you think the figure could be? A shadow person? An Orisha, perhaps? Or is it something else entirely? Love to hear your take on this in the comment section down below. This scary video is an excerpt of some CCTV footage uploaded to Susanta Nanda IFS's Twitter account. It shows a woman taking a seat at night time on what appears to be a fallen tree or wooden bench. All seems peaceful until you notice the pair of sinister glowing eyes over the woman's right shoulder. Take a look at what happens. 
What the fuck? Oh, shit. Watching that again, a large animal lunges at the woman who falls to the ground. Luckily, the woman's able to fight the beast off with her walking stick. That's a... That, she got attacked by a fucking adolescent tiger. What the hell? This terrifying <laughs> clip was captured near R.A. Forest, an area of rich vegetation. Yeah, she got attacked by an adolescent tiger. As it turns out, what the, the creature fuck? seen stalking the woman is a leopard, which are commonly found in these parts. In fact, the area is well known for leopard attacks. A phenomenon a leopard, okay. by experts to be caused in part by poor garbage disposal. It seems that these beasts can't resist the lure of an easy meal, and sometimes humans just seem to get in their way. Well, luckily the woman and the leopard escape this encounter <laughs> unharmed. Next time, it might be a different story. <laughs> the leopard said, caught you lacking! <laughs> okay, that was... It could be considered paranormal in a way, in but video, it's natural. Almost done. Captured in hospital. <laughs> oh, the ghost playing with the wheelchair. At 3.15am, an empty wheelchair supposedly began to move all by itself down one of the darkened corridors. A nurse who was on duty at the time reported that she had never seen anything like it before and that she was terrified by the situation. According to the description of the video, the chair was moving to the side of the room where the nurse was in. You can see it creepily wheel into frame from an adjoining corridor. But is it creepy? It could be a teenage ghost just fucking around with the wheelchair. Suddenly in the darkness. While it could be possible to pull the wheelchair along with some fishing line or wire, the sudden abrupt changes to its direction seem as though it would be much harder to fake. Let's just hope that the nurse who actually witnessed this event wasn't too scarred by this strange encounter. It's probably a teenage ghost just fucking around with a wheelchair. That's my bet. This unnerving photo has supposedly been floating around the internet since 2018. This is weird. It shows some sort of strange figure lurking at the back of a church while a pastor delivers a sermon. If there was actual footage, this would be fucking great. According to the story, several members of the church had seen the strange figure in the area on more than one occasion, yet the pastor never noticed it. If you zoom in, you can see that the figure has thin, almost skeletal limbs and has a hunched posture. It almost appears to be covered in some sort of tattered clothing. While there's little denying that the image is certainly creepy, the fact that there's very little accompanying information means that it's hard to verify. The way that the figure is positioned is also a little suspicious, as it would be quite easy to add it in Photoshop against the dark background. 
However, until the image is proven to be fake, there remains a chance that what we're seeing is actually real. I think it's a haunted house actor just fucking with turning them. your head to catch a glimpse of this thing standing at the door. Before we get to our last chilling clip, remember to caress that subscribe button, then tickle that little bell icon there and turn on all channel notifications. That way you'll be in the loop every time we drop our scary and mysterious videos. Also, remember to do a backflip, then gently click that thumbs up button there. Just like the previous video of the stalking leopard, this last clip on our list has nothing to do with the supernatural, yet it shows a very scary situation. The clip, which was posted to TikTok by LadyV699, shows two people running along a track. When they reach the end, the young boy climbs up a rocky embankment and begins to celebrate on top. However, his elation is short-lived. Mountain lion. What happens next? Mountain lion. Come on, give me a mountain. Oh, it's a fucking grizzly. That bear said, oh, I'm out of here. Bear comes running from off camera. <laughs> Holy shit, that was great. Luckily, it passes the boy who clearly looks shocked to see the creature. That kid almost joined Timothy Treadwell and his girlfriend. A steep embankment before disappearing from the camera holder's view. Who's a big bear? Who's a big bear? The young boy can be heard shouting, Whoa, mama, bear, as he watches the creature run into the surrounding bush. That's actually Thought fucking bears awesome. won't usually attack humans unless they feel threatened. Luckily, it seems this wasn't the case here as the bear appeared to ignore the boy and continue its run as though no one was even there. That bear said, I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> this video serves as a stark reminder to always be on your guard whenever you're out in nature. Who knows what might be lurking in the bushes just out of sight. Luckily for this family, all ended well, but given a slightly different scenario, who knows what this bear might have done. Looks like a brown bear. Adolescent. He looking for fish. <laughs> now, if you want some more freaky paranormal mysteries, then check out that link on the top there. Otherwise, we have a massive scary playlist right there that'll keep you entertained for hours and hours. Let us know in the comments section below which one of these clips you thought was the weirdest was or scariest. Funny and, shit. and that's it for me. I'll see you all next time. What the fuck? That last one was fucking wild. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to watch three videos. Well, it was really two and a half. Dude, one of them was 22 minutes. Yeah, the slapped ham one, I think. Yeah. No, it wasn't the slapped ham one. Oh, was nukes. One of nukes. Oh, my God. Well, you're going to hear on the audio side, I was talking mad shit. <laughs> All that was just bullshit. Like, I one was one of their kids. One was just a, a fucking bear. Yeah. The, the bear one was like, oh, my God. That was, that, I was like, okay, mountain lion. Mountain lion, big bear i'm like oh shit <laughs> and the, they couldn't even spell my worst nightmare right they said why worst nightmare oh no oh no <laughs> what the fuck? 
but Slapped Ham usually has a good one. But that was actually the the the, the, the Jaguar the Leopard one was funnier than shit. <laughs> That was stupid. Why are you sitting by yourself in the I... dark where you know there's going to be leopards? Yeah. <laughs> Leopard Carter ass lacking. <laughs> That's her dumbass fault. She's, uh, she's alive. Oh, God. That was funnier than shit. <laughs> but this was, that was funnier. That was funny as hell. Um. Oh, wow. We got to go. Man, we've been here for a minute. Yes. Thank you to everyone. Yeah. Thank you to everyone that was watching or commenting. I didn't see any comments on Facebook because Restream's acting funny, so I'll check the comments after this. Uh, yeah, we only have two. Yeah. Um, again, before we go, because I like doing this, I, I got to get better at this. This has been the S-Tier Podcast. You can actually rewatch this on Facebook.com slash S-Tier Podcast. Uh, check out Twitter at S-Tier Podcast 1 and on Instagram at S underscore Tier Podcast. I got it right this time. Uh, we post a lot of different little reviews on Instagram. We post different things. Um, and also, this will be available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also catch it on Facebook on our page. It's hooked up on there as well. Thank you all. This has been Spooky Tear Podcast. Stay as tear, everybody. Bye. This has been the S Tier Podcast. Follow us at Facebook.com slash S Tier Podcast, Twitter.com slash S Tier Podcast One, and Instagram.com S Tier Podcast. Stay S Tier.